And this is my slave, Watsonius. <laughs> Nobody's going to get it because that's an in-joke from the show. Yeah. I guess but, somebody was listening at that brief moment in the show. Um, it's going to be a nice Easter egg for any of the big fans out there. Nico's writing a, a historical novel. Reading. S- reading? I'm not writing it. Reading. You said writing. Oh, well, Nico's reading a historical novel set at the time of the Roman Empire. So you're really leaning into this, like, dudes think about the Roman Empire all the time. Wait, thing. wait, what do you mean leaning into it? I've been into it. You, right? Wait, you think I just started doing this because of the trend? No, I, I actually don't think that about you, but I just wanted to... No, definitely not. A, it a, is a trend, you're right. That's a trend that is going on. People are like, how often do guys think about the Roman Empire? I just finally feel exposed, but yeah, <laughs> if anything. Uh, I used to play a, a video game called Rome Total War, where you could you know, you act as a Caesar and take over the whole... Mm-hmm. Anyways, I played that for so many years, so many years. But to this day, I'm trying to find a way to play it on my phone. What's the book called that you're reading? Uh, the King's Gambit, part of the SPQR series. Yeah. And I guess it would be called historical fiction. Like, yeah. he makes up yeah. <laughs> this bullshit. <laughs> right. It's about... <laughs> it's it's about like a, a, a Sherlock Holmes type of yeah, detective like, who lived yeah. in ancient Roman yeah, times. Except they didn't really have a police force like that, you know, besides just guards, I guess. And he's like a, an aristocrat, you know, mm-hmm. Publius Decimus, Maximus Meridius. I say it, Bills. Caesar <laughs> has been stabbed over 70 times. I believe this was no suicide. <laughs> Come, Watsonius. No, you know what's funny is... uh. Caesar shows up as a side character and he's young still. Well, young for then because you couldn't really be a consul or any big thing till like the age of 40, 42 or 44. He's a military man. Um, Everybody was at that point. (laughs) Even all the aristocrats were trying to be, as part of being an aristocrat was being a general at that point. But he's also trying to be a mover and a shaker in town. Is it good? It is pretty good. Yeah. I'm listening to it from a audio book. I was about to ask you that too. Do you think that counts as reading? I'm reading a book. I, I don't. I, I I can tell you from my own perspective. I've tried audio books. I just don't <sighs> absorb information. Absorb them in the same way that I do if I'm reading. I totally can imagine everything, and like it gives me the real with sensation. somebody reading it. Yeah, with and then they, they they do the voice and stuff, and I think it really for me it helps my imagination. Oh, okay. But I'm not. But people will be. A, yeah, that's not. You're not reading. That's not fucking reading. I know some people who feel that way if I read something, but I download the book on a tablet. On a tablet, right. That's not reading. Yeah, (laughs) it is. is. Just with worsening eyesight. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I don't have to strain my eyes in the dark anymore if I want to read before bedtime. Except uh, I do get on you about the crossword because I feel like it's not real unless you do it on pen and paper. And you're like, no, the app is good. The app's great. (laughs) I don't know about any others, but the New York Times crossword app is fantastic. You do pay for it? Uh-huh. Yeah, every year. <laughs> you got to shell out a little bit. And it's it's not even like a subscription to the New York Times. It's just the crossword app. That's hilarious. But you do get a puzzle per day. The big keeps one Keeps the Sunday. doctors away. <laughs> a puzzle a day. Keeps, keeps the dementia away. <laughs> Let's hope. I forgot to do the intro. Hello and welcome everybody to the, you, you listener, to the After Buzz podcast. The only podcast that's after the 
Buzz Adams <laughs> show. Uh, my name is Nico Ed Jimmy, your host of the After Buzz, and of course, Buzz Adams is with me. Hello. I want to I want to take on an affectation of a NPR newsreader from now on. Hello and welcome. It's I would feel like we were doing a sweaty balls <laughs> skit after a while. Oh, mm, they're delicious. Mm, I love the way they feel in my mouth. <laughs> sweaty balls. I had something I wanted to bring up today. Uh, I, I was going to do some news nugs. Yeah. Do you need your music for that? Yeah. Also, I have somewhere to be right now. Not really news. You have some place you need to be. Yeah, free dining deals. Remember? Oh yeah. Magic We're Bistro. Go out and try Magic Bistro. Donovan, are you going to go right by my house? I'm going to stop by if we can get out of here in time. Right. All right. Well, elephants apparently give each other names. Yeah, like <laughs> and. <laughs> Elephants in Kenya. Oh, elephants in Kenya's Mbazeli National Park appear to call to each other with individual names using low, complex rumbles. Complex rumbles that they think make up a name. So, well, one certain rumble would be like Gary. Gary. <laughs> That's Anna. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty convinced. Uh, as far as mammals go, elephants are pretty amazing mammals. Um, career strategist shares why millennials and Gen Z have no interest in Oh, climbing. Well, you're, dry, you're done with the elephant thing? Yeah, I'm moving. You I'm told moving. me a lot of really interesting stuff. They Did you say that elephants bury their dead? They bury their dead. How do they get a shovel? <laughs> Maybe they just put I could like, understand how they could use a shovel. Their nose, obviously, oh, yeah, but they how could. would they get the shovel? Uh, maybe they just put like grass and brush on them. And what else? They then, then periodically we'll visit, visit the gravesite. Yeah, and mourn. They're complex. Now, don't you feel bad for hunting them as <laughs> yeah, humanity? Every time that I've shot an elephant <laughs> to make an umbrella stand out of his feet, I feel terrible. All right, moving on. Career strategist shares why millennials and Gen Z have no interest in climbing the corporate ladder to become managers. They call it. A glorified unpaid internship. <laughs> well, you usually get paid more the higher you climb, right? I mean, that's that's some motivation for some people anyway. Uh, that's actually exactly what they say as well. Uh, nobody wants to be a manager anymore, which I think is the some version of nobody wants to work anymore. A content <laughs> creator named Robin Garrett said in a video. Uh, somebody said that they wanted to explain. They said, you get paid for your work, but the pay is not worth the work you're doing. I guess that's a decision everybody has, has to, to make, make for, for themselves. themselves. I would think it's... Is, is it worth what I'm... Now, here's the thing. Some people love their work, and they don't make a lot of money at it, but they love the work so much. Well, I was going to say... Or there are some people who love the work and make a decent living off of it. That's the very fortunate few. Most people, I think... You know, your work is something you have to do so you can then do the things you do enjoy doing. I guess to me it would be like being a manager, uh, you you have to be like responsible for so much and like you get the brunt of everybody's ire and like anger and disappointment sometimes. Isn't that why you've never wanted to be in management? Uh, 
You could have probably been a program director by now or uh, whatever I, you want. I no desire. Because of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's part of it. You've been a millennial since before millennials were a thing. Uh, district attorney race started. Did you know? That, did you even know about this? Yep. We haven't talked. We should have talked about this. So, uh, DA Hicks is running for El Paso district attorney. For anybody out there who doesn't know where you live in El Paso, Bill Texas. Uh, okay. Who Bill. took over? He was appointed following Yvonne. Yeah, being she's back on the ballot. No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> All right, you got uh, Republican Bill Hicks, Democrats Nancy Casas and James Montoya, and Alma Trejo. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Hicks will probably win. How to fold and store clothes to minimize wrinkles. These are the type of things. <laughs> yeah, d- d- tell me that. That's a mystery to me. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I have an actual real story. Grandfluencer, car expert, says he made more money in one month on YouTube than he saved in 40 years. A 70-year-old YouTube star is one of the grandfluencers that has chosen a social media career over retirement. Okay. Uh, Apparently, he just talks about cars. And who watches it? Other people who like cars. (laughs) Okay. Great. Seniors 65 and older using social media increased from 11% to 41% in the past 10 years. What's that now? The amount of seniors 65 and older using social media has increased from 11% to 41%. Well, think about that. People who are turning 65 were 55 before? Yeah, were 55 before. I don't know if that might be. For 41% from 11%. 10% to 40%? That use what? Social media. I would have thought the numbers were much higher for seniors. It seems like a lot of seniors are on some kind of social media. That our hands can't hold mm-hmm. it. All right. Oh, and this is the last one. Wait, did you do something right now? No. Who played that? That, that was off your phone, man. Oh, sure. Oh, can I say something? Yeah. And I have a like a special interest in this because I was a... I was kind of like a theater geek a little bit in high school. I did no, no, no. And I have been in no fewer than three separate productions of the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical Oklahoma. Okay, <laughs> in Sherman, Texas, uh, they had cast uh, Max Hightower, seventeen-year-old uh, senior, in the role of Ali Hackam. Okay, uh, Max, born a girl but is a transgender boy. And the principal told this is his part of the parents, play? no, 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 this is the drama that's going on in this school district in Sherman. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> They don't have any transgenderism in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I was like, wow, this okay, is progressive. Okay, so Max, who was born a girl, was going to play Ali Hackam. Yes. The principal told Max's parents, uh, because of a new policy in the state of Texas or in our school district, only boys can play male characters, characters, and only girls can play female characters. Well, it's going to really dampen the productions at all boys' schools. Well, and well, that was one of the points I wanted to make. We we had circumstances where we just didn't have enough of one gender to play the role. So there was one year we did. I think my junior year we did Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Well, we had seven brides, 
but only five brothers. <laughs> so fortunately, two of the girls who didn't get cast as brides were willing to put on fake beards. Oh, that's funny. And play the brothers. In in fairness, all of the brothers except one had to put on fake beards. So our <laughs> drama teacher, Sherry Shepard, had told us, like she cast it extra early. Let's say the play was in November. She cast it in August because she wanted us all to work on our beards. Come to find out, only one boy, and that was uh, David Jennings, could grow a beard that was... Everybody wore a fake beard, including the boys. That's funny. Also, what would you do with any number of Shakespeare plays where it's a girl pretending to be a man? That's Uh, in Merchant of Venice. That's in As You Like It. As You Like It. Yeah. There there are at least a half a dozen Shakespeare plays. And think about this. Back in those days... Women weren't allowed to appear on the stage no. at all. So it was a man pretending to be a woman pretending to be a man in I, the play. Oh, that's funny too. I was just going to tell I was just going to bring that point up that historically I think a part of history of acting was women weren't allowed to do the acting. So men played all the women parts for centuries like Well, men, uh, on the Elizabethan stage. It yeah. was not necessarily the same thing in Spain. Spain had a very thriving no, even the, even going into the 20th century at Oxford or wherever. Uh, well, yeah, if they were going to do a Shakespeare play, I think a good example of that one is uh, uh, Monty Python. I mean, those guys. Monty Python, well, no, but, but they also came Dead from, Poet Society. They come from these schools like that. Do you remember Dead Poet yeah, Society is yeah. an all boys school? If they're going to do any play, a they, boy's going to have to play. Exactly. So it's an old tradition. You know, it, it's a lot more. Get over it, Texas. It's a lot more complex than just drag queen story hour or whatever. It is. That's interesting. Hey, let's talk about that tomorrow. All right. Thanks for listening, you. You listener, you. We'll talk to you next time.